Oh, goodness. You are listening to Talk Crooked, the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject. While enjoying adult beverages. My name is Kay. I'm Carrie. And I have a mug of wine. Um, <laughs> I have peed my pants three times today. Oh. So I am killing it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm reading through, or I was looking through Facebook while, um, we were waiting to get started, and I came across this post, um, from a guy who has had COVID for 112 days now, and uh, there's a shit ton of stuff going on, there's, there are protesters that are disappearing in Portland because of... Uh, federal agents just taking them and basically kidnapping them and unmarked police cars. Um, that's happening. And it's horrific. Um, Black Lives Matter, please continue to keep an eye on Twitter Support. and yes, do what you can. Um, but <sighs> there's something simple that we can do for everyone else. And that's wearing mm-hmm. a goddamn mask. Um, yep. So this is this was written by Jacques Zelnick, and it was posted on July fifth. So it's Does, been. Did, did you have his consent to read this? He made it public on Facebook. Okay. <laughs> it's like <laughs> we don't need to say his name. <laughs> no, it's a public okay. post on Facebook, so I'm assuming okay. that that's able to use. Um, I mean, sure. That's an assumption. <laughs> Continue. Well, if you... I don't want anybody to get mad at us. I, no. I'll bleep it. Go on. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, so day 112, and he, he's got a selfie where he's laying in a hospital bed wearing a mask. Ugh. Wear a mask, it's really not a big deal. Hell, you wear almost the same thing over your face if it's too cold or too windy. If wearing a covering is not an inconvenience for you or an enroachment on your constitutional rights so you can protect your face from some cold air, it shouldn't be an inconvenience for you so you can save a life. I'm usually not one to post any real thoughts on social media. It seems that they are always the first to get lost in the mix of memes, jokes, and worst of all, false or misleading information. But I am taking a chance in the hopes that this information will help just one person make a potentially life-saving decision, either for themselves or someone they love. This is not a political issue. This is not a social issue. COVID-19 is a human issue. It is up to us as a human race to make a difference and to dictate how we move forward from this unprecedented time. I am what has been increasingly referred to as a long hauler. I had my first symptoms of COVID take hold on March 15, 2020. 112 days ago, and although I may be free of the unrelenting fever that plagued me for 67 consecutive days, I've never felt less like myself. Mm Mm-hmm. I played sports my entire life. I started playing football when I was just six years old. I raced in my first ski race before I was in first grade. I was a three-sport athlete through high school and was able to realize a lifelong goal of mine by playing Division Division I football at Tulane. Now Did you say Division I. Yeah, because it looks like an I. You're adorable. Continue. <laughs> um, 
Now, I can barely walk to the grocery store without losing my breath, and if I do manage to make it there and back, I am too exhausted to do anything but lay in bed for the rest of the day. On March 20th, the fifth day after my symptoms started, my doctor advised me that she would feel uncomfortable if she didn't tell me to go to the emergency room. This is when everything changed. I, too, was one of the 20-something-year-old millennials dismissing the severity of this virus and the effects it has on people. By that afternoon, I was hooked up to an IV and supplemental oxygen in the emergency room with a temperature of over 100 degrees for the fifth day in a row and could barely sit and or stand without coughing or wheezing. On top of that, I found myself laying on this gurney, uncomfortable as I already was, with a resting heart rate of over 145 beats a minute. Whoa. My normal resting heart rate is between 52 to 58 beats a minute. If I stood up, I felt as though I was about to pass out without even taking a step. After about three hours struggling to breathe and relax, one of the ER doctors let me know that I would have to be admitted. At this point, I knew it was bad. COVID had resulted in double viral pneumonia and tachycardia, the elevated heart rate. I was terrified and alone. ER did not permit anyone to be with me. Yet, not too long after that, the attending ER doctor informed me that, although someone in my condition would never be sent home in a normal situation, there was no capacity to admit any patient that did not need to be put on a ventilator. And, she continued to explain, my oxygen levels were not low enough yet. I thought being admitted was terrifying, but let me be very clear. I have never been more terrified than when the doctor told me I had to go home. Oh my god. I truly did not know if I would survive what the virus was doing to my body if I was to be at home. I did not leave my bed for the better part of three weeks after my hospital visit and could not even walk to the bathroom unassisted, if at all. I lost 15 pounds in just as many days. Then, I had some hope. About halfway through April, I was starting to be able to stay awake, breathe a little easier, and manage to walk around the house. I was surprised. Even just days after that, I found myself being able to do some work. But that's about where the progress stopped. I had a fever every day for 67 consecutive days. It exhausted me. It depleted me, physically and emotionally, and, in some ways, it was worse than the initial onset of symptoms. There was no end in sight. I've been fever-free since the 68th day following the onset of my symptoms, but I am far from normal. The physical side effects are troubling, and I don't see any chance of a return to real activity for quite some time. However, worse than the trouble breathing on the way to the grocery store or down the hallway is the constant fatigue, trouble concentrating, and other neurological issues. It's only been 112 days, but I feel 40 years older. Oh my god. It takes me twice as long to do certain things than it would have taken me pre-COVID. It is extremely difficult to concentrate on a project or task for more than an hour or two at a time. Most frustrating, however, are the times I am speaking or get up to do something and the thought process is just erased from my brain. No recollection, recollection of what I was trying to articulate or do. Something as simple as getting up to go get my phone charger results in my standing in my bedroom doorway, scratching my head in frustration because I am unable to remember what I was doing. I mean, that happens to me regularly, mm-hmm. but I understand the frustration. It really sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, two weeks ago was my 28th birthday, but it felt like it could have been my 68th. 
My symptoms are gone, but my recovery and the recovery of others like me is just beginning. No matter who you are, where you live, or what political party you support or don't support, what news channel you watch, each of you have someone you care about and who cares about you. This is not as easy as, hey, it's fine, I'll get over it in a few weeks. Once the symptoms of the active virus are gone, the true unrelenting character and veracity of COVID comes out. Take care of yourself. Take care of those people whom you love. Take care of everyone. If you don't, we may never be the same. Damn. Yeah. So that was I, good. Yeah, I thought that was well important written. to share. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also <laughs> why I wanted to say his name. Because <laughs> yeah, I wanted but, to give him credit. But... but no people's privacy yeah um (laughs) um yeah wow that's incredible that i mean that's why we're all so fucking scared yeah that's why i'm so fucking scared i'm not scared of dying i'm scared of not dying and going through that yeah (laughs) no thank you i already can't breathe yeah like i'd rather die yeah oh goodness gracious all right, well, um, hi, guys. <laughs> um, there's that. We're not talking about COVID for this episode, but... Um, no, but it's still a thing. And it's Yeah, for us, it's still July. Yeah. Um, hopefully, some progress has been made in, in, the, in the present time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's, like, it's like recording a time capsule. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're both still terrified. We're, we're still in the middle of our, of our catch-up um catch up time so we can get me through childbirth and Kay through some of her crazy busy semester so yeah um just so everyone knows uh current events for us are probably a little behind the times for you (laughs) but still (laughs) i do not have covid i am pregnant Mm -hmm. and that's why i'm coughing so um anyway did you say Mm -hmm. i have pregnant i have pregnant yes (laughs) I have pregnancy. I've been... I have fallen pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) I am with child. Oh, goodness gracious. Because you Um, wanted to be with child. I did want to be with child. It was my choice. I took steps to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it happened. (laughs) So... (laughs) um, so when this comes out, I hopefully will already have given birth, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man alive. All right. Well, things haven't changed much since last week's episode because we recorded it this morning. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I did hear, speaking of COVID, I did get a little, a tiny update on my husband's family. Apparently everyone's doing a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Um, of course there's still a long way to go and they did very sadly end up sending Josh's grandpa home. Um, but we're all fairly certain that it's because they need the bed for someone younger. So that blows. Um, yeah. So uh, we really, really hope that he and that, that they all end up recovering, but we know that it's going to be a long haul if they do, and it's yeah. just, it's really hard right now. So continue to keep us in your thoughts and prayers, and hopefully, hopefully by, August, hopefully by September, we'll have real news, but I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's currently July 21st, and that is, that is the status. So, yeah. um, 
anyway, hopefully we'll have good news when we return to recording it real time in real time. Mm-hmm. But oh man. All right. Well, you want to go ahead and j- jump in? Yeah. Let's jump in. Yeah. All right. So this week, this is a weird one. Um. <clears throat> so this week we are talking about child, child marriage. Specifically, specifically in the United States. Yeah, specifically in the United States. Um, I put this on the list because apparently, I think it was Philadelphia, just uh, less than a month ago, banned child marriage. And it oh was the God. third state to do so. The third out of 50. Yeah. Did I say Philadelphia? You did. Did you mean Pennsylvania? I did. Because Philadelphia is a city in Pennsylvania. (laughs) I've totally made that mistake before. Don't worry about it. That was pretty funny. (laughs) We've been talking for a long time today. (laughs) It's been a long day. It's been a really, really long day. Okay. So, um, all right. I'm going to dive in. I just kind of went over to the Wikipedia page for this. Yeah. Um... It's, yeah, I mean, it's, it it is what it is. It's, this is a topic (laughs) that we picked. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, I am uncomfortable with my search history now, so. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) okay, so, uh, let's start with a definition. So, hmm. Bear with me, you guys. I am still so, so pregnant and still very much in the throes of heartburn and overactive allergies and my baby is crowding my lungs. So just bear <laughs> with me. I'm sorry. I know I'm making a lot of noises. I know my voice doesn't sound great. I know I keep like weird burping and my voice does things. So that's why. And I'm sorry. I can't fix it. It is what it is. So um, <laughs> it is what it is. It's what it's. So, um, all right. So let's start with the definition. So, um, by definition, a child marriage, also referred to as underage marriage in the United States, um, is a marriage in which at least one party is under the age of 18 years old. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I will say this too. This doesn't always happen as like a... Okay. So consent is a funny thing and we don't... I'm going to venture that you don't know what you want when you're 15. <laughs> yeah. From a marriage. Um, I'm going to argue that particularly in this country, you think that marriage is a Disney party or a rom- a Disney party? No. <laughs> a Disney movie or a rom-com of some kind. And it's not. Um, and that, therefore, you have no business getting married. <laughs> yeah. But I will say that a lot of... T- I did have students when I was teaching high school. I had students who were sophomores who were engaged. Ooh. To be married. <laughs> so there's that. Um, <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. Um, and not to, you know, not to disparage people who marry their high school sweethearts. Because of course that works. They're, they're that, you know... Uh, both my cousins did that it's uh, i know several people who have married their high school sweethearts and they're very very happy but they didn't get married when they were 15 yeah um so c- 
consent is a funny thing, and um, I'm just saying that not all people are, like, quote-unquote forced into it. A lot of times, you know, everyone involved is agreeing, but yeah, should they? You know? Mm-hmm. I guess is what we're talking about. So, um, so the marriage age in the United States is set by each state. Because of course it is. Why do we even have a fucking federal government? Yeah. So, um, it's set by each state, territory, and federal di- and federal district. So, as of June 2020, there are ten states in which, in which there is no minimum age for marriage. Ten. Great. No minimum age. So, since 2018, four states, Minnesota, Pennsylvania, Delaware, and New Jersey, have banned underage marriage without exception. So, that's great. Yes. Um, good for you guys. American Samoa and the U.S. Virgin Islands, United States territories, have also ended child, child marriage in that time. And several other U.S. states have similar legislation pending. I'm going to guess that we're probably on that list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> between 2000 and, 15, and 2015, over 200,000 minors were legally married in the United States. That's a lot of fucking kids who are fucking. Yeah. So that's roughly six kids per thousand. The vast majority of child marriages in the U.S. were between a minor girl and an adult man. Who's surprised? No one. Who's surprised by that? I'm not surprised. Most minor married minors were girls. In many cases, minors in the U.S. may be married when they are under the age of sexual consent. 16 to 18 for most states. In some states, minors cannot legally divorce, leave their spouse, or enter, an, enter a shelter to escape abuse. So that's fucked. <laughs> So I'm they're disgusted. saying you're allowed to get married, but you can't leave or, you know, be safe when you realize that this 40-year-old weirdo that you've married is a terrible person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm speechless from that. That's so crazy. The amount of conflicting laws in this country is just unreal yeah unreal historically of course this has been a culturally acceptable practice um yeah and i've had to listen to co-workers make jokes about how hey remember when you could marry a 15 year old why would you want to you sick fuck? what do you have in common with a fucking 15 year old absolutely nothing Absolutely nothing. You're 40. (laughs) You literally don't even speak the same language anymore. No. Oh, my goodness gracious. Okay. So, um, let's see here. Lost my place. Lost my place. Okay. So, uh, historically, of course, this was an acceptable practice. Um, so, but today, child marriage is increasingly being viewed as a form of child sexual abuse. Uh, because it is. Um, some international agencies, including the U.S. State Department, have declared it a human rights violation. Because it is. Um, some researchers have concluded that there are consequences to child marriages. Really? Hmm. You think? There's consequences to sexual abuse? Huh. Who'd have thunk? 
Along with the threat of sexual abuse, children may be subject to decreased education, early pregnancies, and psychological trauma. Yes, yes, and yes. I could end my segment right there. (laughs) (laughs) I could absolutely drop the mic. Yeah. Oh, Lord above. Okay. But we're going to talk about some history real quick because we I can't resist. So <laughs> let's do um, it. in in ancient and medieval civilization. So this was back before when people died, like when they were 30 yeah. <laughs> and 40. So it made a little bit more sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a regular practice to give girls away in marriage as soon as they reached puberty, if not earlier. Oh, As soon yuck. as you start bleeding, girl, as soon as you can have a kid, bam, out of the house. This practice continued throughout the Middle Ages, and most girls were married by the age of 15. True. Ruth Lambden, in her book, A Separate People, Jewish Women in Palestine, Syria, and Egypt in the 16th Century, that's a long title, notes that <laughs> it is important to realize that for culture customs contrib- that for culture, customs contribute to the percentage of appropriate marriage, perception of appropriate marriage age. She details that in those times, according to Jewish laws, girls were considered adults by the time they were 12 and a half. That's disgusting. But... Again, historical context, I guess, but still. Yeah. In antebellum American culture, marriages between older men and younger women are not viewed in the same way they are today. Although the practice was not extremely common, it was was not counter-cultural either. So, like, it just was. Like, no one gave a shit, I guess. Um, Marriage was viewed as more of a... more of a contract and the minors were to be wedded typically girls were thought of as and the minors to be wedded typically let me start that sentence again i'm so sorry i can't fucking read um so marriage was viewed as more of a contract instead of a love connection of course we've got to remember that marriage originated as a business transaction um and the minors were to be wedded typically the minors to be wedded typically girls were thought of as going from the responsibility of one man the father to the other man the husband that's why we change our last names that's why i did not change my last name good or part of it um okay so of course there is no singular justification for child marriage um Some marry in accordance with religious or cultural transitions. Others do so to avoid legal ramifications of sexual activities with minors. Mm -hmm. Yeek! That's gross. Um, Traditionally, this is also why a lot of women... I'm just going to slip this in here. Mm -hmm. This is why a lot of women used to take vows of chastity and celibacy. Um, because it's way better to not, to, to promise the gods you'll never fuck anyone than to have some 40-year-old fucking dude fall asleep on top of you every night. Yep. Than to get raped by some dude every night. Who is also fucking other people and giving you diseases and shit. So. Yeah. I used to wonder that. I was like, god damn it, why would anyone want (laughs) to, why would anyone want to take a vow of celibacy? That's why. Yep. I was like. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would too. Ooh. 
Oh, goodness gracious. So, um, uh, traditionally one of the most common reasons for child marriage, so this is the one I know, uh, was avoiding negative stigmas associated with premarital sex and teen pregnancy. So, yeah, like, people get pregnant in high school and their parents force them to get married. Yeah. Right? Which is not great. Uh, no, that's not what you do. Uh, by arranging the marriage of minors, typically girls who have been involved in sex before marriage, the family is able to, quote-unquote, save face and maintain respect in the community. Um, that's, that's also not true. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> that's what happened to my mom. She was forced to get married, even though, like, she right. wasn't in high school, but my grandmother still forced her to get married. And Right. Um, right, and then he was a total dickwad. Yeah. And then my grandmother and guess still what? didn't talk to my mom for nine months because she was marrying, pregnant. Marrying, marrying, would she think she was going to catch it? Fuck yeah. your grandmother. Oh, my God. <laughs> I cannot with that woman. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so also, just so you know, <laughs> marrying someone doesn't mean that they'll stay and help. Yeah. Because <laughs> your dad definitely split. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they're still fucking married, right? Mm-hmm. Did you, did he ever sign the divorce papers? Oh, he signed them. He's he's just supposed to pay for it, and he has not. Oh, so they're still married. They've yeah. been married for how many years? They've been married for almost 24 years. And they have never lived together? They lived together or for a-, a year and a half. If that. Okay, so never mind. They <laughs> live together for a year and a half out of 24 years, and they do not speak to each other, and they do not act like they are married at all. Yeah. So, great plan. <laughs> great plan, Grams. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Uh, That's what forcing marriage does to a family. Yeah. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. It's great. So great. It fixed all your problems. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it didn't give me years of trauma. <laughs> no. No. Never. Me Never. and my mother. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, geez. Okay, I lost my place in anger. <laughs> um, okay, also, I have never seen a cup- seen that happen with a couple to where people were then like, oh, yeah, everything's fine now. Yeah, no. It doesn't save any face. It just makes things worse. You're, you're still in the same situation, and maybe people admire, admire the dude for, like, quote-unquote, doing the right thing since yeah. his woman is damaged goods or whatever. But I've ne- I, we both come from this kind of community, and I have never seen anyone just, like, suddenly be okay with the fact that you got pregnant at 16. Yeah, no. Because you got married at 16. No, it's never I've never good. seen that. No. I have never participated in that mindset, of course, mm-hmm. ever. Even when I had students that were pregnant, never participated in that mindset, didn't condemn them. If they were excited, I was excited for them. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I just was there for my for my kids. Yeah. But it's 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 difficult. It's very difficult. Um, <clears throat> OK. OK. <laughs> In 2018, 
Alyssa Kosky and Jody Heyman, two researchers from the University of California, Los Angeles, compiled a study detailing the prevalence of child marriage. Um, the, ch- the prevalence of child marriage in the U.S. and common, ca- common characteristics of those uni- unions. Oh, God. No, I have hiccups. Um, the findings were published in their, in their article, quote, oh my God, this is the longest title of all time. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. <laughs> hashtag long titles. Hashtag <laughs> this is silly. Um, <laughs> child marriage in the United States. How common is the practice and which children are at greatest risk? Child marriage in the United States. <laughs> Why did we have to say that the, twice? I don't know. Uh, to be fair, this is Wikipedia, and it could be a typo. Um, <laughs> they found they found out that every they found that out of every one thousand children surveyed, six were married. That's what we were talking about in the beginning of this. Um, and of course, prevalence varied by location, race, and ethnicity, gender, and age. Um, I will say this. If my daughter gets pregnant, I will not be forcing her to get married. Yeah, no. <laughs> and vice versa. That will not happen. You will take responsibility, and then you will grow up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you are still in love, when you are of legal age, you may get married. But generally speaking, it's really, really hard to have a kid. Yeah. It's hard on a relationship and it takes maturity and it takes communication and teamwork. And those are all things that you're not great at when you're 15. No. Um, so, and also your frontal lobe is not developed enough to even comprehend this. I'm just saying it's not. I'm glad yeah. that your grandmother got married at 15 and was married to your grandfather for 85 years, but I'm sure they were fucking miserable, dude. maybe they weren't maybe i'm wrong i don't know but that is the exception (laughs) okay so um unchained at last an organization dedicated to ending forced and child to ending forced and child marriage in the united states found marriage licenses for more than 167,000 children between 2000 and 2010 yeah so, based on the correlation between population and incidence of child marriage, they es- estimated that the actual number of child marriages in the U.S. during that time was closer to 248,000. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yerp. Yerp, yerp, yerp. This yeah. is so awful. <clears throat> this is like... It is. It is. This is the worst thing we've ever covered, but we need to cover it. Like, I don't think this is the worst thing we've ever covered. It's up there. It's. Yeah, but. What's I think what makes it the most awful is that it's socially accepted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's uncomfortable. It's much more uncomfortable to cover. Like we've we covered a case we covered that case of the dude with the cat piss everywhere yeah in his fake abortion clinic like that's terrible this is also very terrible but it's darker and more sinister in a way because this is something that everyone accepts as okay yeah in a way or they don't accept that it's okay but we're all just like kind of letting it happen yeah you know and we're all just kind of like, yeah, that's gross. I would never do it, but you do you. Like, that's kind of the general attitude, I feel yeah. like. Which is what makes it 
so weird. Um, <clears throat> like, why can't we have that attitude about abortion instead of I this? Know, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's ass backwards because men are in charge and men like young girls and it's disgusting. So, yeah. hashtag not all men, but still. So, um, <clears throat> also who part do you of think why are I don't more likely? <laughs> oh my God, Kay. <laughs> so young females are more likely to be married than young males, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, according to statistics released by the Pew Research Center, based uh, da, 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 uh, this was an American community survey, 55% of the surveyed married children at the age of 15 to 17 were female. Um, according to a Frontline article, 87% of the total minors who got married in, 20, in 2000 to 2015 were girls. Of course. Um, Kosky and Heyman found child marriage was higher among girls than among boys. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a, actually a 19% difference. Um, most of the available statistics and literature on child ma- marriages examine female minors opposed to, as opposed to male minors. Because um, generally, dudes aren't looking to get hitched. <laughs> yeah. At the age of 15. Um, unless they're made to, like we were talking about, like, in certain situations like that. Or, you know, maybe they're fucking their teacher and, like, that one lady who was a weirdo. Episode 14, I think, the bet. Something. Oh, Lord. Um, I don't even know. Okay, so let's talk about, um, some places where this happens. Um, we'll hit on some rage and ethnicity and then we're going to be done. Because I can't anymore. (laughs) Race. Sorry. Race (laughs) and ethnicity. Damn it. I can't speak. All of my ligaments are loose. (laughs) I'm preparing to expel a human being from my body. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so let's talk about where this happens most. So um, the highest incidences of child marriages were, of course, in West Virginia, Texas, Florida, Nevada, Oklahoma, Arkansas, California, Tennessee, and North Carolina. I'm Who's very surprised? surprised Kentucky's not on that list. Me too. Very surprised. Oh, we're we're on a list. Don't worry. <laughs> um, according to Frontline, re- fr- to the Frontline report by, uh, how do you say? Anjali Tsu, um, Dan Nolan, and Chris Amico, the states with the highest rates of child marriage in 2010. Okay, so highest incidences of child marriage and then highest rates of child marriage. Okay. In uh-huh. 2010 were Idaho, Utah, Arizona, Texas, Mississippi, Alabama, Arkansas, Kentucky, West Virginia, and Missouri. And the states with the lowest rates were Delaware, New Jersey, Montana, Indiana, which is surprising, um, North Dakota, Ohio, New York, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Massachusetts. You know, sometimes I forget about Vermont. Yeah, I do too. Are you there? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, hello? (laughs) Were you absorbing? I'm sorry. I was absorbing. I forget Vermont is there. Like, mm-hmm. pretty regularly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, Vermont. Um, Okay, so. <laughs> oh, man. The, cross, the, the Kosky-Hayman study found prevalence of child marriage varied from more than, from more than 10 per thousand in West Virginia, which is a lot, mm-hmm. uh, 10 per thousand in West Virginia, Hawaii, and North Dakota to less than four per less than four per thousand in Maine, Rhode Island, and Wyoming. So it's quite the range, but it's happening. Yeah. Like, so um, in Texas, 
from 20 from 2000 to 2014 almost 40,000 children were married texas just needs to secede we just need to be done with texas stop stop (laughs) stop it people marry their cousins in our state oh i know um in florida in florida 16,400 children, some as young as 13, were married from 2000 to 2017, which is the second highest incidence of of child marriage after Texas, because Florida is itself. Yeah. Um, They're just themselves. Um, In Alabama, there were over 8,600 children marriages from 2000 to 2015, the fourth highest amount of any state. However, child marriage in Alabama has showed a large decline in that time. So um, um, in 2000, almost 1,200 kids were married, but by 2014, it had dropped to 190. So that's a significant drop. So high five, Alabama. (laughs) Yeah, Good, no, still it's still not, not great. great, but that's 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 pretty darn awesome right yeah. there. So, um, in Virginia, uh, between 2004 and 2013, nearly 4,500 children were married, according to, uh, to to the Turin Tarir Tari Tahiri Justice Center. I don't know how to say that word. Sorry. What's happening um, in West in, Virginia? I don't. I don't understand. know. <laughs> it's not West Virginia. It's Virginia. Oh, Virginia. Sorry. This is the main one. <laughs> West Virginia is like all of Eastern Kentucky. <laughs> ah. um, I've never been there. That's just a joke that I have heard. Mm-hmm. So, sorry. Um, I, it's all in good fun and with love. Yeah. Um, in Ohio, from 2000 to 2015, there were, 40, there were 4,443 girls married, age 17 and younger. That does um, Including 43... Me. 43 of them were 15 and under. Oh. Yuck. Did everyone just throw up? Because yeah. I did. Um, in New York, more than 3,800 children were married between 2000 and 2010. So, um, this is funny. Um, <laughs> the Kosky-Hyman the um, Heyman survey also found that only 20% of married children were actually living with their spouses. Wow. So that's super interesting. The yeah. majority of the rest were living with their parents because they figured out that marriage isn't a Disney movie. Yep. And this guy's weird. Probably. That's going to be my prediction. Mm-hmm. Or they realized their parents maybe realized these kids aren't mature enough. I mean, that you can't. Or they don't have money. Own, like, if you're both. Yeah. Like, if you're both kids, you don't. You can't go get an apartment. You can't rent an apartment if you're under 18. Like, no. what? what no mm-hmm. oh man and i'll tell you what nothing kills a marriage vibe like trying to have sex in your parents house yeah while your parents are there <laughs> <laughs> yeah Ugh. nothing else will kill a mood nothing will quite kill a mood like that okay mm-hmm. um <clears throat> so let's talk a little bit about race and ethnicity and then i'm gonna be finished so uh okay. cases of child marriage exist in every racial and ethnic demographic, but are more prevalent in some as in some as compared to others, of course, mm-hmm. um, as in everything, pretty much. Um, so instances of marriages were lower among non among white non Hispanic children. Uh, so that's five per thousand, which is still high mm-hmm. um, than among almost every other racial or ethnic group studied. 
Um, it was it was especially high among children of Native American or Chinese descent. So that's oh. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So 10.3 and 14.2, respectively, per thousand. That's really God. high. Yeah. Um, additionally, U.S.-born African-American girls are about 1.5 times more likely to marry underage than U.S.-born white girls. Not sure why that is. I, but it doesn't, you know, I mean, it doesn't go into much as far as an explanation as to why, but I don't know. Um, girls of Hispanic and Latino origin are more likely to, are more likely than those of black or white heritage to be married as a minor. Huh. And again, who, who knows why? I don't yeah. know why. And I wish I did. Um, I was concerned for my browser history. I'm not going to lie. I did <laughs> not want whatever pop-up ads would come from... <laughs> Ugh, yeah, I'm on a fair. list. Okay, so um, it was more common for immigrating children to be married than those born within the United States. So that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, between the budget year, because you want, that's how you can get citizenship. So that, that kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, between the budget years of 2007 and 2017, U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services received 3.5 million immigration petitions, resulting in 8,686 approvals for people in marriages or engagements where one or both members of the couple was still a minor at the time of the petition. So that's a lot. Yeah. Um, the Kosky Heyman study found that that found that prevalence among children from Mexico, Central America, and the Middle East was two to four times that of children born in the United States. Wow. Um, which is super dark and fucked up. Yeah. It's just one more way that immigration laws are fucked. And oh my goodness, I just I I just feel so bad. And this is one of those times when you finish something and you just feel terrible. And there's nothing, there's literally nothing. I can't do anything about it except try to pay attention and vote responsibly. Like, it's, you feel so terrible about it and you want to go out there and fix it and you can't do anything. So. Yeah, isn't that a great way to, (laughs) that's a great note to end on, right? Yeah, Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Uh, everyone feel really uncomfortable and like their buttholes a little tighter? Cause I do. Um, <laughs> shall we take a break? Yes. Okay. Hello everyone. Hi, we're back. Is anyone else as uncomfortable as I am? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So much gagging. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I've got two articles, but depending on how we are on time, I might only do one of them. Because okay. this one is a little long, but it's got a bunch of different little shallow dives in it, so I figured okay. I'd go with this. Yeah, let's do let's do that one, yeah. then. Okay. So, um... This is from ABC News. It's written by Jasmine Brown, Gloria Rivera, and Shannon K. Crawford. And it was posted July 30th, 2019. So, very recent. Um, Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so child brides in the U.S. share stories of exploitation, becoming a wife. I knew I was 11. I knew he was 20. Everything. Ew. Yep. Everything. Ew, ew, ew. Mm-hmm. Everything changed. I wasn't me anymore. I'm sorry. What is wrong with you? You are 20 years old. Oh, just wait. What part of you looks at an 11-year-old and says, I've got to get me some of that. That's <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. Continue. <laughs> so, they're portrayed as modern-day Romeos and Juliets. Young, star-crossed lovers in dramas like The Secret Life of the American Teenager and reality shows like Say Yes to the Dress. But for hundreds of thousands of young girls across America, their wedding's a far cry from happily ever after. Child marriage is an issue many can't imagine would exist in America. But over the course of a year-long investigation, a nightline traveled from the East Coast to the mountainous West to the heartland, uncovering America's child brides. For Ashley Duncan, what started as a typical school day as a freshman in high school ended with her becoming a wife. My aunt, she got on the bus not long after I did and said, Come on, get off the bus. You're going to get married. Duncan remembered. What? Mm-hmm. She was 15 years old. After discovering she was pregnant, Duncan believed marrying her 18-year-old boyfriend was her only option. She said no one asked her anything at the courthouse or confirmed with her if she was sure about getting married. Oh, my God. I was scared, but at the time I was told and believed, she said. I found out it's not true, that since he was 18 or older, he would go to jail because I was pregnant. Mm. She said she didn't realize how big of a commitment she was making. She had dreams about what her wedding day would be like. My dress. I've always wanted it to be different, she said. A traditional wedding is the bride wears white and the husband wears a black tuxedo or something. And I wanted to wear a black dress and I wanted the men to wear white. Oh, she's a little goth. Yeah. On the day Duncan was married, she remembered she was wearing just regular pants and her hoodie. Not the dress she dreamed of. Oh, honey. The numbers show that Duncan's story is far from unique. A report by the... Ter- Tehiri Justice Center? Yeah, see? Yeah. Tahiri, that's the one that I kept running into. I <laughs> yeah. think it's Tahiri. I'm not sure. Tahiri, I guess. Uh, a nonprofit that provides legal and social services to immigrant women and children and aims to protect them from violence um, revealed that between 2000 and 2015, over 200,000 children were married in America. Just to reiterate. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's legal. Almost every state in the U.S. allows child marriage with exceptions. And in 13 states, there is no minimum age. Mm -hmm. Duncan said it was hard going back to school. I wasn't the same going back as it was the day I got on the bus. Everything changed. I wasn't me anymore, she said. I had a whole different last name. My teachers were getting confused. Kids really picking at me because my name was different and I was too young to be married. She went that school that day. She went to school that day as Ashley Tidwell. The next day, she was Ashley Duncan. 
Soon enough, Duncan dropped out of school, and after two years of marriage and the birth of her second child, she and her husband separated. Even though Duncan and... Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Even though Duncan and her husband were both teens, the vast majority of marriages occur between an adult man and a much younger girl, some as young as 11. Ugh. That's how old Sherry Johnson was when she got married to a man nearly twice her age. We got married that night after church, she remembered. Nobody said anything. I knew I was a child. I knew I was 11. I knew he was 20. So I knew something was wrong then. And I was really totally surprised that they allowed it to happen. Johnson, now 59. Yeah, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Johnson, now 59, said she was forced into the responsibilities of marriage by her parents. Her husband, a deacon in the church, had statutorily raped her prior to their marriage. <gasps> mm-hmm. I was being raped. What? What? Mm -hmm. Why was that her parents' response? Because the church comes first. And uh, some families. I no. No, 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 no. No. Mm -hmm. No. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And she was also black. So there probably wasn't... Oh. She was 11, and she's now 59, so that was 40 years ago. That was ago. a long time ago then. Jesus. 1980s. Um, oh, no. I was being... Oh, no. Yeah. I was being raped by people with authority, she said. I didn't know what was actu actually really happening. I just know that something wasn't right about it. She had already given birth to their first child at just age 10. Soon, she was pregnant again. I remember... What? what? She gave birth at the age of 10? Mm-hmm. Ugh. I remember going to school at the time in the fifth grade, coming home, and I had to wash diapers out in the tub, she said. Oh, my God. Like so many child brides, she dropped out of school. Yeah. Over their seven years of marriage, she would have six children. She finally left her What? Mm -hmm. She finally left her husband when she turned 17 and later divorced him. The effects of these... <laughs> wow. And she's lived a million lives. Yeah. Between... Oh, honey. Mm-hmm. The effects of these unions can be devastating. Now she was fighting to end child marriage in Florida. Last year, her story was read into the record of the Florida Senate. Just before lawmakers passed a bill to raise the minimum age of marriage in the state of Florida to 17 years of age. Miss Johnson is the reason for this bill, said Florida State Senator Elizabeth Benequisto, uh, who is a Republican. Sure. Yeah. During her remarks on the floor, stating, Miss Johnson was raped at a very young age by her deacon at her church. And when it was found out that she was pregnant, her parents, her parents did the unthinkable. They forced her to marry the man who impregnated her as a child. I cannot even believe that. Yeah. 
cannot believe that. I'm sorry. Here, marry your rapist. Mm-hmm. No! No, no, no. Who was probably is still why... a deacon in the church afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. Ew. Ew, 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 ew. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I cannot, I, I'm sorry. Like, I, whatever thought processes went into that, uh, I. We're not correct I'm going to have to be judgy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not, I'm going to have to be judgy. That was not correct. Not in any way. Not correct at all. Um, your child is too young. How are you not deeply enraged? Yeah. And murdering this man. <laughs> how is this not the first how is how is your first response not to pick up the phone and call the fucking police yeah i i do not understand that i don't I do understand, not understand that i don't understand how it was legal i i literally don't understand like why the police wouldn't have been called when they asked for a fucking marriage certificate for them uh like have you seen an 11 year old yeah. It, they are babies. Yes, and they're kind of gross. Like, but well, they should but be. not the point. Because not they're... Not the point. They're I know, babies. I know, they... But they're... They're babies, exactly. Like, like... You feel grown up when you're 11, but you're fucking not. hmm You haven't even, like, had your growth spurt. Yeah. Like, come on. He was fucking her when she was 10. Mm-hmm. He was raping her when she was 10. Yeah. She had a child when she was 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't imagine having a kid when I was 20. No. Like, <laughs> oh my God. This is why we need proper sex ed in, cl- in school. Mm-hmm. This is why it's important to talk to your kids about sex so that they understand what things are and what's going on and what's appropriate and what is not acceptable. Mm-hmm. And to use the oh. actual the actual word for their oh, private areas. Oh my god, well that too and the fact that, you know, you need to understand that when an adult and an authority is making you uncomfortable, you need to come home and tell me. Mhm. Oh. oh, this fucking predator got into a church yeah, to prey on people. Mm-hmm. We can't trust everyone, you guys. Church is not a place for just good people. There are predators and there are terrible people there, too. Yeah. Clearly, there are lots of rapists hiding in the church. Yeah, it's bad. It's awful. Uh-huh. It's really bad. So it's important to still keep your guard up and look for red flags. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So, um... I'm sorry. My 10-year-old comes home pregnant by someone almost twice her age. That man is fucking dead. Yeah. As he should be. Absolutely fucking dead. And we are moving. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Oh my god. 
Yep. Oh, okay. Okay, so, we've got to move on. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. So, oh. Janie Smoot, uh, senior counsel for policy and strategy at the Turie Justice Center, said, There is obvious potential for abuse and exploitation. A whole host of horrors to lurk behind a marriage license that involves a child. There is just far greater vulnerability to domestic violence and further exploitation if you marry underage, she continued. So, we know that women who marry underage face higher dropout rates from school. There's a much greater likelihood of future poverty. They face more medical and mental health problems. They face high divorce rates. Smooth. Yeah, because you're a child. Mm Mm-hmm. Smoot said the rate the rate of domestic abuse is three times higher for child brides, and they are twice as likely to end up in poverty and drop out of school. Um, Do you lose your place? No, I'm just I'm skipping a little bit because I don't. You already talked about some of this, yeah. Oh, I gotcha. Um. Okay, so now we're hearing from Frady Reese, who was a survivor of a forced marriage herself. Um, And she protests laws allowing children to be forced into marriage. When a child reaches out to us and says, please help me, I'm about to be forced into a marriage, or I was just forced into a marriage, there's almost nothing that we can do to help her, Reese said. Mm. We could be charged with kidnapping if we help her to leave home. It's heartbreaking for me. But not all... Oh my god, if you can... If that is the case, you're too young to be married. Yep. If you can't be rescued because someone will be charged with kidnapping, you're a kid. Mm-hmm. Marriage is for adults. Exactly. Two consenting adults. Um. Oh, my God. But not all girls... I who- can't handle this topic. I'm out. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost done. But... <laughs> But not it's all. It's so cringy. I know. So cringy. We never have to visit this again. <laughs> oh Lord, it's so important though. You're totally right. It's just ugh, ugh. But not all girls who get married as children seek help. And with state laws slow to change, some schools have a doc. Er, wow, they didn't put a comma where they needed to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but not all girls who- stay in school. <laughs> yes. But not all girls who get married as children seek help. And with state laws slow to change, some schools have adopted curriculums that teach them how to navigate marriage in healthier ways. At Triumph High School, an alternative high school in Cheyenne, Wyoming, Dr. Michelle Aldrich is among other teachers who educate their students about co-parenting, handling each other's emotions and divorce, among other issues married couples encounter. My first piece of advice is always, so tell me why this is the one. Why is this the one? Aldrich said. You know, is it because it's a way out? A way to get away from your home life or your parents? Is it because you are just madly in love? Why is this the one and how do you know? And I think that a lot of times it's telling. When asked about their... That's good, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. When asked about their reasons for choosing to get married, Aldrich said, I think a lot of times it's parental pressure. After Abby Gillis, who graduated from Triumph last year, found out she was pregnant at age 16 by her 20-year-old boyfriend, Ezra Gillis, she said she knew she... Oh my god. Mm-hmm. She said she knew she wanted to marry him. 
She said her decision Why? to get married was by choice, <laughs> making her an exception. No one forced her into it. Ezra Gillis said that they decided to get married because they had been best friends for quite some time. Okay. 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 But he's 20 okay. and she's 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is your best friend a 16-year-old? Yeah. Abby Gillis's mother, Victoria Lynn Soper, said she cried on their wedding day. Nobody wants to see their 16-year-old get married, she said, so I cried. I had like a whole lot of emotions that day. You know, part of me was, am I sure that this is the life that I want her to lead? And then the other part is you want her to be successful. You want this baby to have a dad. You want all of these things. They don't have to be married for any of that to happen. I know. <laughs> I was also a little You're bit... You're her parent. <laughs> yep. I was uh... also a little bit worried because her being 16, I wasn't sure if she was mature enough to handle all of the things that come with marriage and children and everything. Because she's not! <laughs> Abby Gillis. Oh my god, follow yeah. your fucking instincts, honey. Yeah. What are you doing? This is what being a parent is. You tell your kid fucking no. Yeah. <laughs> Great. If in three years when you're 18, two years when you're 18, you still want to get married, we'll go get married, honey. Yep. Abby. Uh. Abby, I'm so frustrated. I know. All I know. these parents suck. I know. Ugh. But that's why we're talking about it. I know. Abby Gillis, now 19, admitted that she had to grow up fast. She said her life might have been a lot different had she not gotten pregnant and that having a baby was God's way of telling me to wake up. It's time to be an adult. Uh, I can't. No, it's not. Her mother... Actually. Yeah. No. <laughs> her mother said she saw a noticeable difference once she got married, even making honor roll at her high school. Her dad I and I... mean, a, that's great. Yeah. I'm glad that a, that a negative circumstance pr did that, mm -hmm. but still. Yeah, but it's not the best mean, course of action. It, no, and it doesn't mean that that was God's way of telling you to grow up. No. I'm glad, I'm sure that, see, now, I would, I would agree that God used it mm -hmm. as a way to give you a wake-up call, but I don't see that being his first choice for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think God sits up there and says, you know what, I'll, what'll really grow her up? <laughs> I'll get, I'll make her be in charge of another human life <laughs> yeah. at the age of 16. No. That's a great plan. <laughs> um, her mother said she saw a noticeable difference when she got married. Da, da, da. Her dad and I went to parent-teacher conferences, and every one of her teachers said, I cannot believe how mature Abby is. Her dad and I both looked at each other, and we were like, are they talking about our kid? There's no way that this is happening. Abby Gillis expressed support for any girl who wishes to get married before 18 and said that she would be disappointed if that law was changed. I think there is no age limitation when it comes to love, Abby said. I think that you just know who you love. When they uplift you and your face just lights up and you feel like their heart skips a beat um, or you just get butterflies because the presence is there. 
And I think that people would say that's puppy love, but puppy love is still love. You're also no, a child, honey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think some... No, it's not. No. It's not. It's been proven <laughs> by many, many people with college degrees and uh-huh. master's degrees and medical degrees in psychi- psychiatry that that is not true. <laughs> Ugh. I think some people want the security, she continued. For me, the security of having him till death do we part. That's the thing I think of every day. I made that vow to him. But many cautioned against that logic. Some people say, well, there shouldn't be an age limit on love if you're 16 or 17, and you're in love with your 18-year-old boyfriend. Why, should you be, why shouldn't you be allowed to get married? Well, nobody's putting an age limit on love. We're putting an age limit on marriage. And fucking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Last year, child marriages... Because if you're not going to educate kids properly on sex, then there has to be some kind of parameter here. Yeah. Uh, Last year, child marriages were banned in two states, Delaware and New Jersey. But some others have made incremental changes in an effort to better protect young women. In Missouri, for example, the minimum age to marry was raised from 15 to 16 after Duncan came forward with her story. It should definitely be harder for 15, 14, 13-year-olds to get married. It should definitely be harder. It should not happen. No. It's a desire... It shouldn't be harder. It shouldn't happen. Yeah. Ever. Exactly. It's a desire that her aunt, Christina Cothran, shared as well. She told Nightline she regrets her decision to sign for Duncan's marriage when she was so young and said she was and said she too was married at age 15. She said it is oh, time no. for the laws to change. Yeah. Oh no. I believe she's not always had the best judgment, Duncan said of her aunt. When I was a kid, a kid, um our relationship was really good. Uh, she was like my favorite person and life got hard for us and for her. I'm not going to go into detail, but I love her. Now 26 years old and with two more sons, Duncan has a fiance who she wants to marry. However, she is unable to pay for a divorce to the man she married 10 years ago. After living through her own child marriage, she offered up some advice for young teenage girls who find themselves in the same situation. You have a whole life ahead of you, and it's not how you want to do it, she said. If you are in a relationship that you think is going to last forever, you can at least wait until you're old enough to not have a legal parent or guardian sign your marriage license for you to marry. Exactly. Exactly. If you're truly in love, mm-hmm. then you can wait until you're the appropriate age and your fucking brain has finished developing. Yeah. As I said, I, I know lots of people who married their high school sweethearts. It's totally fine. And, and it, 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 it works out. It, it can work. But they didn't get married when they were fucking 16. They got married after they graduated from college. Yeah. Actually, I don't think Jane... I don't think... Uh, no, they did. They graduated. Actually, I think one of them, they were still like in like grad school, medical school stuff. Mm. But they had definitely like both finished their undergraduate degree. Yeah. And broken up for a while. 
Now, his brother, um, my other cousin, no, they've stayed together. They've been together since they were juniors in high school, and they have been rocks, like rock steady. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, they are 100% like for it. They just had their second little boy. It is so sweet. Oh. Um, but yeah, it's it it, I, it works. So it, it absolutely works. You, you can find your person, mm-hmm. but you need to wait and make sure that you know what you're getting yourself into. That's the problem is that you're so young that you don't really know your your relationship hasn't matured. Exactly. You have to be certain. Marriage is a huge deal. It's a huge commitment. And it's very hard to break up once you've got once you've done it. Yeah. So you have to be sure. And what you're not fucking sure of anything when you're 15. I was such an I was such an asshole when I was 15. <laughs> like, I mean, come on. Like, you're a totally different person. Yeah. You have no idea who you're going to grow to become. That's the point. Also, if you're 11 and a 20 year old is fucking you, you need to tell someone. Yep. Like, that's not okay. That is called pedophilia. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah. By the way, all of my friends and uh, my family members who married their high school sweethearts were, like, the same age or just a year older <laughs> than the people. Yeah. Uh, than their wives. So, <laughs> <laughs> no one was fucking a fifth grader. Yeah, no. Oh, god (laughs) all right but yeah i think we're gonna stop there because that was a lot because i can't handle anymore and you did a great job that article is fantastic thanks i thought it was really good yeah that was really well written but i don't think we can drag this out any longer no (laughs) (laughs) oh i gotta get a card sorry forgot okay Okay, I'm going to send you yours. Oh, ouch. Okay, so um, this is our game by Drunk Stoner Stupid called If You Had To. I am currently, because we are distancing, we are remotely recording. <laughs> I am sending Kay her card because I forgot to at the beginning when we started recording. Oh, no. Please don't do this to me again. <laughs> what? It's just saying, sent a photo, period. It doesn't show me the per- the photo. Oh, here we go. Yeah, give it a minute. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay, so um, this is our game again. Um, it's basically Would You Rather, um, and I think it's my turn this time. Yep. So, uh, all right, so if you had to, would you enjoy a hefty mug of Smirnoff Sorbet Light Summer Strawberry Vodka with every meal? Gross. Or <laughs> all food tastes like dirt. I'm taking yours. I'll take I'll take mine. <laughs> yep. I love food. There is absolutely no way. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure that would be sweet and kind of delicious. I don't know. Ugh. I do not like Smirnoff. <laughs> oh goodness. Alright. Well, thank you guys so 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 much for listening. Um We love you, and we hope this wasn't too cringy for you. I'm sure if you're still listening, we've definitely talked about a lot of dark shit, so. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Again, I don't think this is the worst thing we've ever covered, but I do think it's the most sinister, so. Yeah. Um, 
because it's so socially acceptable. So, um, anyway, just, you know, <laughs> don't get married when you're 15 or 11. <laughs> um, <laughs> we should probably don't force rephrase. Your kids to get married. Do not force your yeah. children to get married. Do not let your children yes. get married. <laughs> yes, be a parent and tell them no. Oh, Lord above. My cat is rubbing her face all over my laptop, and it's adorable. Okay, so uh, thank you guys so, so much for listening. We love you. Please, please, please stay safe. Wear your masks. Wash your hands. And remember, you are not a monster. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcrooked.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things Crooked, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Crooked. To keep the shots coming, access ex- exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time. <laughs>